Good morning, good evening, good day, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast. I'm your host, Rita Joyan. Today's episode, you're going to be listening in on a live broadcast that I did, and the topic is how to find your passion when you're depressed. I know for a lot of people, the messages that I get from people is the fact that they feel stuck, they feel stunted, they feel stale. And the reason why they, the way they describe that is they feel depressed. And I'm talking about that specifically today because I only got a direct message from Instagram this morning and I was going to talk about something completely different. But when I got the message this morning, I just thought that this is the right time to speak about it because it's going to hit home for the people who really need it most. If you've ever felt stale, stuck, dark, despondent, depressed, and that has prevented you from helping you find your passion, this episode is going to get you to the other side. Enjoy and listen in. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to the live broadcast. Today's topic is how to find your passion or really how to find your passion when you're depressed. Like, Have you ever been in that place where you're not sure? And I wasn't going to talk about this subject today. In fact, I want to talk about something completely different, but you know, I, this is like, this is how it, this is how it all lines up. Seconds before I was about to start broadcasting, I get a message. I get a direct message, um, a DM, and someone says to me, they message me saying, can you help me find my passion? I've been looking for it for years. I can't find it. She's a single mother with a daughter, and she's been looking for years trying to find out what she wants to do with herself and how she can work for herself. And one of the things she said to me in her message was that I feel depressed. And so that's why I want to bring that that subject to the limelight right now in this particular talk because I got the message this morning. I was toing and throwing about this subject to talk about for over a week. And when I got that message, I thought that is, that's a sign. I'm going to talk about it. So here goes. Number one, there's two things I want to say about depression. Number one, if you're clinically depressed, if you are truly, hey, Brian, if you are clinically depressed, you need to seek out professional help. This is not the forum for us to be talking about clinical depression. That is something that medical, uh, hello, hello, Zainab. That's what you need to go and get help for professional help in terms of medical advice. The depression that I'm speaking about specifically is about, well, you know, I feel stuck. I feel like I'm in a rut. I don't know how to maneuver myself. I know I've got potential to tap into, but God almighty, how do I tap into this potential that I have? Because it's like within me, I can feel it. Time is running out in terms of not that my time on earth, but time is in I'm wasting time that I have more to do. I feel like I'm not using what I, I have inside me to put it out into the world. And God's like, how do I access it? So if you're in that kind of depression where you know you've got something within, but you just can't execute it because like shit, like I'm keeping up with life. I pay the bills. I go to work. I drive. I go to the grocery store. I cook. I clean. Like that's life, right? So how do you find, make the time to find your passion? There are three things that I need you to keep in mind because the reason why I started teaching how to find your passion is because I was looking for mine. I was in learning and development. I was working for the Sydney Morning Herald. They hired me 
because they were having trouble in the company and they asked me to find solutions to their problems. So my job as a learning and development person was to go into a company, look out what your problems were as a company, and then I'd have to go out and create solutions and then have those solutions work in the company, right? So when I'm working for the Sydney Morning Herald, I was enjoying my job, but then like I got bored and I was like, there's got to be more to life than this. And I started to look for how do I find what I'm really good at? And I couldn't find anything. And I thought, well, wait a second, I'm in learning and development. I, this is what I do. This is my bread and butter. This is how I make my living by companies hiring me to create solutions. Why the hell don't I create a solution for myself? I wasn't looking for anybody else. How about I create a solution on how to find my theme? And that's how the passion process started. Because I started to wanting to know for myself, once I found my own thing, which is what I'm doing now, I'm doing media. That's what I've always wanted to do. I'm doing training. That's what I've always wanted to do. But I kind of hid behind it because I had to keep up with the unofficial script of life of school, uni, work, you know, all that jazz. So once I found my passion, I started to teach people for free because I wanted to see if it would work for other people. I didn't know it worked for me, but I don't know if it's going to work for somebody else. So I started teaching it for free. And once people started getting results, like people were saying to me, I'm going to leave my job. I know exactly what job to get. I'm so glad I'm not going to study this because I don't. I know I didn't want to study that. Now I'm going to do what I actually want to do. Like people, like I had got someone from the Australian National University who had been a chemical engineer for 20 years. She came and did the passion process with me. And now... After 20 years of doing something she did not enjoy, she's now a published author in the personal development space, and that's what she does. Like that's by doing the passion. So I knew what I had was working. I knew it could get results. Like I wasn't like, I'm not sure. I knew now, okay, because I was seeing the results of people getting changed, transformed, like their life were changing. I had an accountant, a CPA, chartered accountant, who came and saw me. And she was like, look, I love accounting, but I know I've got more. I know there's something more inside me. I hate the politics at work. I want to do something else. I just don't know how to do anything else. So I took her to the, through the passion process. And you know what she does now? She decided from an accountant, she now teaches parents how to decode kids' behavior. So she started this website called decodakid.com. And you know when your kid screams or shouts or is just being annoying and you just don't know how to handle it as a parent? She writes how to decode children's behavior. So she went from an accountant, right, like how different is this, to now creating something for parents how to decode their child's behavior. And so when I was getting results like that, when I was seeing my clients really amp up their self-worth, their potential, like really tap in, not just tap into it, like really dig deep, now I started to look at, well, now I can actually take this into and teach a mass audience on how to find their passion. And the reoccurring problem of what stops people from finding their passion is because I feel depressed. And so here are the things that I want to teach you about of how to access or get out of that rut. The first thing is, who are you listening to? Just take that in for a moment. Who are you listening to at home? in your community, in your family, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on any platform that you access, that you have ears and eyes and feelings that absorb, who are you listening to? Because the reason why you're depressed is because there is this expectation 
or some voice in your own head or someone else's that's telling you how it's got to be in a certain way. And as long as you're obeying subconsciously that voice that's got to be a certain way, things got to be a certain way, you need to go to school, you need to go to university, you need to get a good job, that can work for some people. But obviously if you're not feeling good about that, it's not working for you. And the reason why that's happening is because, well, who are you listening to? Like just the other day, I listened to um, I listened to a speaker on YouTube, and I really admire the speaker. And then the speaker says something yesterday that really just said something like, "You're all losers," or something like that. Something to that. It's, and I just went, "Isn't this interesting?" Because I'm listening to him, and I got to the stage where I was just like, whatever he was saying subconsciously, I just took it in. I just took it in. And the moment he said to his audience, you're all losers, the moment he said that to his audience, my brain just went, that's a sign from God to be very careful of what voices you put in your head and what you absorb. Because I could take that in and go, oh, why am I a loser? What's going on with me? Because I'm under the influence of what I'm listening to. Can you see the difference? And so you need to be careful of who you are listening to. Because the moment that that person betrays your trust, you're, if, and if you're too absorbed in that person, you're not going to know the difference of its betrayal of trust or it's their opinion or it's your opinion of you, but it's their voice and you're adopting it as your own opinion. Can you see where I'm going with this? So do a stock take, right? It's Black Friday. People are doing a stock take sale. You do a stock take on what are the voices that you listen to because that is really going to give you an understanding of, well, apart from your voice, who else is speaking in your head? Because I can guarantee you that's why you're depressed because you're listening to something that is not of your own inclination, that is not in alignment with you. And that's all esoteric woo-woo words, but it's God-honest truth. The reason why you're feeling depressed is you're not aligned and there is something within you that's making you feel this friction, this angst, this awkwardness, and you want to know what that is. So number one, what are you listening to? The second thing is, we all have this, I call it the unofficial script where, and I mentioned it before, where you go, um, we start off as beautiful little human beings in the world and at a very young, malleable age, you know, malleable ages in we can be twisted and turned. At the age of, 10 to age of five, we go to preschool or school. And throughout all of school, we need to obey a teacher because when we obey a teacher, and I'm not saying don't obey a teacher, that's a good thing to do, but when we allow our worth to be in the hands of someone else, now there's problems. Because when the teacher said to you, that's a great drawing, you felt like, that's a great drawing. When the teacher said to you, that's a great essay, or that is a fantastic uh, audition, or that's a fantastic speech, you felt like, I can do a speech. The moment the teacher said, mm, or gave you a B, or gave you a C, or gave you A minus, now you're a little bit below the par. And now your self-worth is being formulated, constructed, formed by external opinion. And that transfers to university. When you go to university, thank you. Yes, Sainab, it's true. When you go to university, when the professor, when your tutor says, well done, A plus, fantastic work, you feel like, oh, did a good job. The moment they don't give you any praise, encouragement, they give you a C for God's sake, or they give you something that you don't expect, you kind of think, shit, like, am I not worth it? Can I not do this? Right? Then that goes on to the workspace, to your boss at work who you report to, then when they don't give you a pat on the back or when they like someone more than you or when there's like 
and what I love, oh my God, when there's politics at work and you can't play the politics game, right? Because you can't be two-faced or you can't, you know, try to be nice with this person. And you, you know, I hate office politics. I was never good at it and that's why I got out of it. But if you can't play office politics, there is a, there is a game within the game and if you don't know how to play that, then you're going to pretty much lose out because that's how people accelerate predominantly, not all the time, predominantly. And so for that reason, when your boss doesn't tell you, great job, you're going to feel like, oh, we're not doing a good job. And here's, here's, here, let me tell you the punchline. Can I give you the punchline? As much as we don't like being having our self-worth in someone else's hands like our boss, right, because every week, every month you get a paycheck. That's endorsement for the work you're doing. Otherwise, you would not be getting a paycheck, right? So you are getting a paycheck because you're doing a good job. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the job. That's endorsement. But the moment you start working for yourself and doing something for yourself, you don't get endorsement from anyone. No one's encouraging you. So from the age of five to 25, 35, 45, 55, 65, 85, 105, whatever age you decide to go and work for yourself, you're going to see this radical change happen in that all your life you were given encouragement or praise or at least well done or good effort, some form of encouragement. But when you start working for yourself, you don't get that. And now you need to start finding your own self-worth. And it's the most delicious thing and it's the most scariest thing. Because now you have to rely on yourself. You have to back yourself, in other words. You don't have a teacher. You don't have a tutor. You don't have a professor. You don't have a boss to back you up, which is the whole reason why you want to work for yourself. But at the same time, the irony is you yearn, if you've come from that life of corporate, you yearn for someone to just say, I'm on the right track. Someone tell me I'm on the right track. And that's why when you're feeling depressed trying to find your passion, Right now, if you're in a job, you want to be able to start getting your, gaining your own self-worth on your own. Like start now because that's the biggest thing you're going to need once you start working on your own. And you might think, really? Like I'll be fine. But I'm like, just like when you go to the gym and you start doing curls, right, you start doing curls and you do number one, number two, number three, you might do 10 reps. It's the number 11th one that's going to give you muscle. And every time you go to the gym, you're going to be building muscle. The day that you don't go to the gym, right, the day you don't, then suddenly what built, what was built, you don't go one day, two days, three days, you don't go a week, you don't go a month. Suddenly what you built as muscle isn't very, it's kind of like flabby and shaky now. So now you've got to go and do the, go another month work of gym work so you can get to the state that you were before, the standard, the muscle mass that you were at before, so that now when you're at the cut, that previous mass of muscle you just build on that my point is you need to work on it every day and it's like going to the gym you can't go once to the gym and say i'm fit forever it doesn't work like that you need to go to the gym consistently to build the muscle and selling yourself to yourself is the biggest thing you can do for yourself right now to overcome this thing called being depressed stuck in a rut being stunted right? It's the biggest thing you can do. It's the number one thing I tell my clients to do. In fact, I strategize how to get them to sell them to themselves. But what you need to do is look at, well, how would I do that for myself? And well, how, how, do big, how does Nike, how does Apple, they sell you on how great their product is. They sell you how great, why you'd be, look so good if you wore um, 
an Adidas top. You need to sell yourself on to yourself. And it sounds weird and it sounds like, is, am I going to get an ego from this? Actions are judged by intentions. If your intention is to stand independent from anyone else's point of view on what you believe in, it's time now to sell yourself on yourself with that intention. Not with the intention of I'm going to inflate my ego, but with the intention is I need to stand on my own two feet. So if nobody else praises me, encourages me, endorses me, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be totally fine. And that comes through practice, right? And that comes through building the muscle so that no, any wind that comes your way is not going to knock you off flat. The third thing why you're depressed is what are you saying to yourself? What's your internal dialogue? I remember when I first moved to Canberra, when I first moved to Canberra, and I've shared this story before, I moved to Canberra, I was not working for myself, I was working in corporate. Uh, I came out here, I knew nobody, I knew not a single soul, didn't know anyone, came out here, and I could not get a job because it, Canberra is government city. You can only pretty much, if you don't work directly for the government, oops, you're working to serve the government in some phase, say, like some form of shape. So here I go. I'm in Canberra, no friends, no family. My husband's working seven days a week. I'm all alone, like literally I'm alone and I have no one. And I remember thinking, to, and I couldn't get a job because to work in government, you need a clearance. And you can only get a clearance if you're employed by government. So you know what I mean? Like it was just like frustrating. I came from Sydney, a big city where it was a different landscape, right? <laughs> Total different landscape. And I came to Canberra and it was a different landscape. So I'm here, I'm alone and I'm like, and I'm going through, I feel crap. I feel like what's going on with me? Like am I, like what, what, what do I have to offer? Do I have anything to offer? I feel so scared. I feel so alone. I feel depressed. I felt stuck. And it probably was one of the hardest times because everything that I had worked for was kind of non-existent in Canberra. Like what I had worked for didn't really matter in Canberra. It was like I traveled to a new world. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was crazy. And I remember the conversations in my head and that's why I'm telling you, watch what you're saying to yourself. Because I remember waking up and feeling, oh crap, I've got to look for a job. Oh crap, I can't even get a job because I don't have a clearance. So how am I going to get through this? And nobody would even want to meet with me for an interview because I didn't have clearance. The first question was, do you have clearance? I'm like, no, I just moved from Sydney. I've never had a government job. Yeah, well, you need clearance. Like, oh my goodness, are people talking double Dutch here? And so for me, it was like waking up every morning and I'm a newlywed and there is no friends, no family. I didn't want to tell my family. I didn't want to like... I didn't want to make them feel sad for me or upset for me. Like I didn't want them to feel upset. I didn't want to take them away from their own day, right? So I'd keep it to myself and I just, I feel crap. What am I going to do with myself? This is the conversation that was happening in my head. See how I'm talking to my, and the tone that I'm using when I'm talking to myself. I don't just say, I feel crap. I say, I feel crap. And that intensity of voice, you know, adds to the emotion of feeling depressed, right? So I feel crap. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Like it's another day. Like I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be. Why am I happy? Like what's wrong with me? Like am I that stupid? I can't even get a job. Like oh my god, I'm wasting my time. Can you see where I'm going with this? Like can you see how I was just talking to myself like I'm just like I'm like just someone like a piece of furniture to work on really. And that's it's so important because the moment that I got a job. And I, I didn't last very long because I went to start working for myself because I thought, I can't do this. 
But the moment I started working, working, going into corporate, and I actually did get a job in Canberra, suddenly my attitude changed, my voice and my head changed. And I was thought, so something had to happen external from me for my voice to change. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad, Rita, that you had to wait for something outside of you to happen? Why couldn't this change happen inside of you? Because it was just you needed validation from the outside world. And so the moment I recognized that, I recognized how much my inside voice, what we say to kids, you know, my inside voice made a big difference to uplifting myself. And so the same is true for you. If you're feeling down, despondent, dark, depressed, then you need to also look at what is the language that you're using when you speak to yourself and what is the intensity, what is the tone, what is the modulation of your voice, what is the speed of speech in your, when you're saying those words, that, that matters. Yes, it does because it's what you're saying to yourself consistently. And remember when I said to yourself, sell yourself to yourself? You can't sell yourself to yourself if the voice in your head is, oh, I can't, this is no use, this is crap, I don't want to do it with myself, like I'm stuck. Like who hasn't been stuck? Come on, everyone's stuck at some point in their life, if not for a long time. I mean, who hasn't experienced something that's really heavy on them? I mean, that experience when I came to Canberra, like that, there's more to it than that, but that's just from the passion perspective, right, that I'm sharing with you. And so I'm sharing that with you because if you're feeling down, despondent, depressed, deactivated, you know, disillusioned, dark, there is a way out. And the, the thing about it is you have control. That's what the God-given gift is here, is that you have the control and it's controlled by what you say to yourself and how you say it to yourself. It's controlled by you making sure what you listen to is of value. What you allow to seep into your mind adds to you, propels you, lifts you rather than pushes you down. Be very careful of what you're listening to. Like go on a listening diet. I'm, uh, be very careful of what you put in between your ears. Like protect it like you would put what you would put in your mouth. If you're looking to have, you know, lose weight, you wouldn't put anything crap in your mouth. So why would you do that to your ears, right? So go on a listening diet. And the third thing is, is that you're living up to expectations, the script of life, going to school, university, get a good job. And you're thinking, well, everyone is doing that. Why aren't I happy? Like I should just be... It's because what God has given you is very different to what God has given me, to has given Oprah Winfrey, who was given to your neighbor, or what God has given to somebody. That's why you don't feel aligned because that script isn't gelling with you. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just means you need to find your own true north. And how do you do that? Start selling yourself to yourself. Watch out what you're listening to. Watch out for the voice in your head. Go and gain support. Go and listen to podcasts. Go and listen to this. Listen to this video again. Go and get a mentor. Go get a coach. Go do something, anything, anything that will push you forward. But make sure you do something so you don't, it's easy to regress back. It's very easy. In fact, that's the, the number one thing I did was I went and got myself a coach, a mentor, because that person is going to hold me to a place where I can't back down on myself. Because if nothing else, I am paying for a service and I'm going to make sure I get a result. You know what I mean? Like you have to keep your own word to yourself. You need to believe in yourself that much, just like you would for your child. If your child wanted something, you would move heaven and earth to try and make that come. So why wouldn't you do that for yourself? Because your child is seeing you in how you, seeing you for who you are. They're just going to imitate your behavior. And so if you don't put time and care, looking and, and investment in yourself, then that's what you're teaching your child to do. 
that everyone else might be important, but they're not. But really, everyone else's happiness stems from you, especially if you're a parent. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys about how to overcome that level of stuck depression, not knowing where you are, kind of being, you know, just really disillusioned. And everyone hits that place. And if you are at that place right now, then it's those three things that I want you to focus on to overcome that and get the clarity, the confidence to really pave your own path to find your passion minus your resume because that's the gift, to find your passion minus the script of school, university, getting a good job. Find your own passion minus your resume. If you do that for yourself, you will evolve greater than you would ever dreamed of and you'll finally feel aligned. But that comes first with the internal job. And if you have a hard time getting to the internal job, go get the seek the help that you need to be able to transpire the temporary stuckness, staleness that you might be feeling right now. So wherever you are in the world, on Facebook or on Instagram, thank you so much for joining me. And I shall catch you live on a very broadcast very soon. Bye.